Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Main Net 2021 is approaching fast. Join Masari's annual summit September 20th to September 22nd in New York City. The summit gathers crypto professionals for three days of agenda-setting discussions, demonstrations, and networking. Learn more by visiting mainnet.events and get $450 off your pass using offer code DecryptPodcast, all one word. That's mainnet.events and get $450 off your pass by using offer code DecryptPodcast, all one word. Now, to the show. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, sends some tweets criticizing the SEC. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. As you heard in the intro, Brian Armstrong dropped a Twitter thread that is going to make you go, what? I just said that. What? Am I showing my age with that? I think I am. But I want to get straight into that. So let's get into those crypto prices and that coin of the day. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 1110 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin, $45,930. Down 2.8% in 24 and 3% in 7. Ethereum, $3,390. Down 1.6% in 24. Cardano's up 1.5% at $2.37. While Binance Coin in the number 4 spot is at $409. Up 0.7%. And Teller's in the number 5 spot. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, which is down to 156, Dogecoin, which is down to 24 cents. It really took a hard hit. USDC and Polkadot. Total market cap, we're at $2 trillion even, uh, down about $300 billion in the past, I would say, 48 hours, which is a big hit to the market. BTC dominance of 42.3% and an F dominance of 19.4. And now it's time for our coin of the day. Today, we have HOLO. I think it's pronounced HOLO. Uh, the ticker is HOT, and it's number 65 on coin market cap. Its price right now is 0.009.9 cents. So it's a just a smidge under a penny. Its market cap is $1.7 billion. Fully diluted market cap is $1.75 billion. Its 24-hour volume is $381 million. Where can you buy HOLO or H-O-T? Where can you buy HOT? Let's just call it HOT. Well, you can buy it on Binance. Binance is it's, its main place. Uh, the top six places of volume is on Binance, then Gate.io, Uniswap, and ProBip. And you could get it on Crypto.com as well. So what is Holochain? Holochain is an open source framework for creating peer-to-peer applications that are secure, reliable, and fast. Instead of depending on servers, Holochain applications connect their devices directly to each other in secure networks. It gives users the best of both worlds, the autonomy and availability of locally installed software with the power and redundancy of cloud software. 
Application developers, in turn, no longer have to maintain and pay for cloud hosting. And that's Holochain for you. And now, let's get into today's headlines. Now, moving into today's headlines. I'm going to start out with reading Brian Armstrong's tweet. Brian Armstrong, obviously, the CEO at Coinbase. And he starts out with this. Some really sketchy behavior coming out of the SEC recently. Story time. Millions of crypto holders have been earning yield on their assets over the past few years. It makes sense. If you want to lend out your funds, you can earn return. Everyone seems happy. Now, a bunch of great companies in crypto have been offering versions of this over the years. Coinbase came out recently and said we'll be launching our own version. We were planning to go live in a few weeks, so we reached out to the SEC to give them a friendly heads up and briefing. Of course, we all know that Coinbase wants to have you earn 4% uh, interest on your USDC deposited on Coinbase. He continues to say, They responded by telling us that this lend feature is a security. Okay, seems strange. How can lending be a security? So we asked the SEC to help us understand and share their view. We always want to make an effort to work proactively with regulators and keep an open mind. They refuse to tell us why they think it is a security and instead subpoena a bunch of records from us, we comply, demand a testimony from our employees, we comply, and then tell us they will be suing us if we proceed to launch with zero explanation as to why. Look, we're committed to following the law. Sometimes the law is unclear, so if the SEC wants to publish guidance, we're also happy to follow that. And it's nice if you actually enforce it evenly across the industry equally, by the way. But in this case, they're refusing to offer any opinion in writing to the industry on what should be allowed and why, and instead are engaging in intimidation tactics behind closed doors. Whatever their theory is here, it feels like a reach, land grab versus other regulators. Meanwhile, plenty of other crypto companies continue to offer a lending feature, but Coinbase somehow is not allowed to. Ginsler in his confirmation hearing said it's important for the SEC to provide guidance and clarity. Sometimes that's a clarity that will be a thumbs up but even if it's a thumbs down, it's important to provide that. That's what Ginsler said, March 2nd, 2021. If you don't want this activity, then simply publish your position in writing and enforce it evenly across the industry. The SEC's goal is to protect investors and create fair markets. So who are they protecting here and where's the harm? People seem pretty happy to earn yield on these various products across lots of other crypto companies. Shutting these down would arguably harm the consumers more than protecting them. And by preventing Coinbase from launching the same thing that other companies have live already, they're creating an unfair market. In May of this year, I traveled to D.C. to meet with every regulator and branch of government I could. The SEC was the only regulator that refused to meet with me, saying, we're not meeting with any crypto companies. This was right after we became the first crypto company to go public in the U.S. Ginsler had been confirmed just a month prior, so I brushed it off as the SEC was still getting its feet under it. Now, I'm not sure. We've always tried to be the good actors in the space, leaning into sensible regulation even when it was difficult or expensive. We try to think about what products we would want for ourselves and what risks we would want for our families to be aware of before launching products. Yet here, we are being threatened with legal action before a single bit of actual guidance have been given to the industry on these products. If we end up in court, we may finally get the regulatory clarity the SEC refuses to provide. But regulation by litigation should be the last resort for the SEC, not the first. Our door remains open. Hopefully, the SEC steps up to create the clarity this industry deserves without harming consumers and companies in the process. America could really use us all working together to figure this out right now. That was the tweet. And now, here's Paul McNeil and myself discussing it. Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matthew. It's always fun. 
Look, I just read everybody this Brian Armstrong tweet thread about the SEC. And I want to just say, first, it is Elon Musk level SEC criticism ballsy. And I have you rarely see criticism like this. Um, what is he trying to accomplish? Uh, perfectly, be perfectly honest. I think what he's trying to accomplish is he's trying to raise the light on what's going on behind the scenes of with these regulators. I think they do things that the public is just not aware of. And so I think he's trying to raise some awareness by publishing that tweet storm. Do you think that there is some shady business going on in the background? Look, I know, Paul, you're one, not one to really take hard lines on anything. I, I know you by now, but it, it looks as though, I mean, by his tweet thread, if he is 100 being 100% transparent, it looks as though they are purposely avoiding him, purposely uh, attacking Coinbase. And to be honest with you, if I was Brian Armstrong right now, especially since all that happened, and I don't know if it was a chicken and egg, I don't know if it's the SEC threatening the lawsuit or, or if it's uh, Brian sending the tweet thread, but it also take their stock prices. Yeah, well, there was another article came out and I guess there was a tweet that was done by Evan Van Ness that was suggesting that it might not be crazy what just happened with Coinbase and the SEC. And the reason is, is because of BlockFi. There is an ongoing issue with BlockFi right now that they're looking into, and I guess BlockFi is being considered an illegal hedge fund or something like that. So he is equating it to something like that. But for myself, I think if that was the case, the SEC still could say to Coinbase, listen, we've got an ongoing case. We can't allow you guys to do this right now. So let's just pause on it. That would make sense. But this sketchy shit they're doing, I don't know what this is about. That's crazy. As if Brian is true. Tell the truth. Do you, do you think that Brian is actually digging his own grave here? It's like one of those things like it, just be quiet, work on it in the background, figure out what's going on. But by making it out there to everybody and getting this like public opinion against the SEC, the SEC now has their back to the corner. Now, what who is uh, who is a uh, Ginsler? Is he the kind of person that, you know, will be in the corner and just like, you know, just stand there and see what's going to happen? Or is he going to come out fighting? Because when you back somebody into a corner, you, there's a, two different ways to go. You're going to come out fighting or you're not. And if he comes out fighting, it could hurt Coinbase in the long run. It could. But hey, guess what? This is the fight phase. And let's see how well the SEC can fight. Because right now they're fighting XRP, Ripple, right? They're fighting Ripple on this whole XRP thing. And Ripple is like, we're not going to go away quietly. Now, Ripple could have done like uh, EOS did, right? Block one. And they could have easily said, hey, slap us on the hand. We'll take a little $25 million fine and we'll go away quietly. But they said, no, we're not going to do that. This is principle. We're going to fight. I think Brian is following what Ripple's doing and saying, you know what? We could sit here quietly and be okay and behave. But no, we, we don't want to do that. We want to fight. So I think they're ready to fight. What are they fighting for? And that's what my, the question is. Are, you, are we fighting for an actual better project? Are we fighting for an extra, uh, the crypto space? Are we fighting for Coinbase? What is the fight about on, on both sides? I'm glad you asked that question because this just came aware when I was on a AMA last night on Twitter spaces. Alex Mashinsky was there and was talking about Celsius. Listen, what Coinbase is offering is nothing different than what Celsius is offering, a Voyager is offering. Why hasn't Voyager gotten into a fight? Why hasn't Celsius been smacked around? Because for whatever reason, I don't fully understand all the inner workings of these products and how they might be slightly different, but it's the big guys wanting the big guys to have their way. This whole accredited investor crap, it pisses me off. 
And I can't stand the fact that they call it investor protection when they're letting the big boys get in and make all this money. And the little guy has to sit here and be like, I can't do anything. So they're trying to offer us yield on our assets. And the SEC is saying, no, you can't do that. Now, why are they saying that to Coinbase? Maybe because Coinbase is making billions and they're a publicly traded company. I don't know. Well, it looks as though Coinbase is asking for permission and instead of asking for forgiveness, you know, BlockFi, Celsius, Voyager, uh, they all came out and just did it. And now they're getting, you know, random lawsuits from random states, not from the SEC yet, but, the, you know, New Jersey and I think Texas, you know, they're coming out to say, OK, is this security or not? And while Coinbase being a publicly traded company, being more transparent, trying to do things, I guess, the right way or asking, telling them what they're doing instead of just doing it and then saying, hey, my bad, I didn't know better. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could take that approach. But again, here's the problem. And if level heads prevailed in these situations, like I say, use clear communication. SEC could easily, and as Coinbase has said in this tweet storm, if it's true, we've asked multiple times, what can we do to be in compliance? And they're like, nothing. We can't tell you anything. That, that's crazy. Like, be reasonable. Regulators be reasonable. Companies be reasonable. I don't think a Coinbase is going to rug pull anybody. And I don't think they're doing anything nefarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird what's going on. And of course, I don't have the full story, right? I'm, I'm just talking head, read a couple things and, and spout off. But the reality is, hopefully this stuff gets resolved. And this, you know, this is insane. The one thing that I'm thinking about, you know, look, they say high yield. Four percent isn't high yield by any means. I would I would use the service because it's Coinbase and I would feel more comfortable using Coinbase opposed to, say, other people because of the security. And I'll take that two, three, four percent haircut because it is Coinbase and put money there and and get that four percent. But but let's not kid ourselves. Four percent isn't high yield. All right. So let's. Do you think that it could have something to do with what they do with the money or the um, where these funds go? So you remember, they're taking this capital from people. They're paying you interest from uh, on your on the capital that you have stored in their system, either in USDC or Bitcoin or whatever. But the, in Coinbase cases is only USDC. Um, and, but then they're lending it to other people. Could it be who they're lending to or the purpose of that lending process? Absolutely. I do believe that's the case. One of the things that Alex Mashinsky has said with Celsius is that, listen, when we loan this money out, we're not loaning it out to some shady fly-by-night type people. We're loaning it out to reputable institutions. That's who's paying the yield that you're getting. And so I think it might be that. Not necessarily who they're in this. I mean, I think who they're getting this money from as they lend these products out to, it could be. And it could be the fact that BlockFi might be lending out to people that the regulators don't agree with or they have the issue with, whereas Celsius has taken a really hard line as to who they lend to. It could, it could be that. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and sounds like a duck, could it be that they're attacking against crypto? Is that our duck? Is it, is it an attack against crypto? Are these just further attacks against the crypto space? Is it? Do you think, I guess the real question is, not that it's an attack against crypto as, as it is in general, but do you think that it is the SEC or the regulatory bodies trying to have, you know how we have price discovery, we have product fit. Um, is this kind of like a regulation fit trying to figure out how regulations can be applied and they just kind of like throw shit against the wall to see if it sticks? But it does also seem like they're just kind of attacking randomly companies. I think they are. And again, like I said, you know, it, it's not out of ignorance, right? If it was out of ignorance, I might be like, okay, they just didn't know. 
You got Chris Giancarlo, you've got Hester Pierce, you've got these people, you got Gary Gensler, right? They know what's going on. I guarantee you someone has called someone, someone, they didn't call someone, someone lobbied someone with money, right? And said, the big bank said, go after these guys. We don't like them. We're paying your check and you'll do what we say. And so therefore the regulators go and attack where they're told to go attack. That's the problem is I think we don't see the dark money behind the scenes that's pushing this. And it's the banks probably. How connected do you think that this infrastructure bill is connected to this SEC move, connected to the Ripple move, connected to this uh, $3.5 trillion new bill that's going to have crypto um, regulations or or, uh, amendments in there as well? How connected do you think this all is? I think it's very connected. Hey, follow the money, right? That's all you got to do is follow the money. There's too much money being pushed around by powerful people in places most of us will never see or never hear or understand. Listen, I know the way government works. Behind the scenes, one thing happens, the media will report what the government has fed them, and it feeds it to them in such a way that it makes it believable, and they run with the stories. Behind the scenes, it's ugly, and that's exactly what I think is happening. Yep. Paul McNeil, thanks for coming back on the show and discussing this with me. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Before we go, I just want to say my email, Aaron at decrypt.co. Let me know your opinion on this. Let me know what you think about Brian Armstrong's tweet, the SEC, and how it maybe relates to what's happening or what we're seeing in the crypto industry. Again, Aaron at decrypt.co. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. Mainnet 2021 is approaching fast. Join Masari's annual summit September 20th to September 22nd in New York City. The summit gathers crypto professionals for three days of agenda-setting discussions, demonstrations, and networking. Learn more by visiting mainnet.events and get $450 off your pass using offer code DecryptPodcast. All one word. That's mainnet.events and get $450 off your pass by using offer code DecryptPodcast. All one word.